Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is heather hey this is liz this week we talk about the first half of 2019 in our annual movie review yep so sit back and grab your popcorn and let's hit that music Happy New Year. So we started to do a year in review for movies. Uh, We switched to the beginning of the year so that we could actually get an opportunity to see all of the movies (laughs) in the previous year. Yeah, in our previous years, we had kind of just fitted in when we could. And so sometimes it was like July, sometimes October. And then it's like, well, we've seen these movies or heard about these movies. And then this is what we think about what's going to happen. So rather than predicting the future... (laughs) So how is your New Year's going so far? Well, it's very, very new. Um, Seeing 2020 already. What? Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) It's good. Um, You know, for me, I've I've been so into books this year. Like I've I've read a lot more books than I have movies. I I think I ended the year with 175 books read. So that's like more than twice what I read last year. So um, we have our... Nerdy Bitches Reading Challenge group on Facebook. It's a it's a private group. And we've had so many fun people in the group this past year. And I was super excited to to host it and do that. And so I'm really looking forward to what we're going to be doing with them coming up. And so that's that's pretty much what I've been working on for the last couple of days. So it's lots of fun. I met my reading challenge. Very proud of myself. Congratulations. We actually Yay. had a lot of people meet their challenge this year, and I was really, really excited about that. And uh and so I'm really looking forward to seeing what we can do from a hosting standpoint this year for this group to be able to hopefully get some more book club patrons on board and be able to provide like some fun challenges and prizes for people who meet their meet their challenges and stuff. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this year and what it's going to hold for our book club in particular, but also our, our reading challenge, which is a little more open than just the three or four books we managed to get on the podcast per year. I may go with a little more ambitious goal than 12 (laughs) next year. (laughs) You know what? You have to start somewhere. When I started doing the – because we use Goodreads to kind of keep track of books read and challenges and things like that. When I started doing that, that's where my goal was. It was like, I'm going to read one book a month. And I've always been a reader, but I never really tracked the reading or I never really paid attention too much to what I was reading at the time. I reread a lot of books over time. At that point, I was not using audiobooks at all. And uh, so it's like, okay, well, I, my challenge is, let's say 15, we'll be ambitious. And then it was like, I read 20. And it's like, okay, well, this year I'll read 25. And then I read like 32 or, you know, so I'm I'm able to, I like a challenge. And I like to be able to boost myself a little beyond just, 
you know, what I think I can do. And this year was just one of those where I got really into audiobooks and I was reading books. So like the last few days of the year, I was trying to to get to 175. And so Paul looks over because we're listening to an audiobook together. And he looks over and I'm actually reading another book on my iPad at the same time. So he's like, are you actually reading while we're listening to this book? I was like, yeah. How do you think I get all these books done? Like <laughs> that. And I learned the yeah. glory of like 1.25 speed or one and a half speed. That's for the some only of them. way to get Will Wheaton to sound like a human being. Yeah. He's 1.25. Because it's like, finish the word. Finish <laughs> the word. I swear to God, he's talked so slow. I know. So. And uh, the last <sighs> two books that we listen to together were Ready Player One and Armada. So of course, they're narrated by Will Wheaton, which, which I know how you're a big fan of how slow Will Wheaton talks. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Will Wheaton. Oh, yeah. I do not love how slow he talks. He's, <laughs> he's, I understand he's being very thoughtful yeah. in his um, wording of it. But Wesley Crusher didn't talk that slow, dude. <laughs> Just talk. No. Like I, a normal human yeah, being. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't talk that slow. And I, but I think, and, and we know this from trying to read scripts as we're doing promos and stuff like that. The slower you talk a little bit, you can make sure you're saying words properly. But also, if something happens, you can take bits and pieces out better than if you're trying to do it really fast. Because fast reading just leads to mumbling one word to the next, and it's really hard to cut and paste. So... I would assume that that's probably where it comes from. But I will also caution folks, do not listen to our podcast on two times speed because your brain will explode. So Yeah, I've, I've like tried to rush to a certain spot and just change it to one and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's, we're already talk kind of fast. Yeah. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> I've had other podcasts on where they talk so slow and I have to listen to it faster. And then our show cops up and it, we sound like the chipmunks and it's not, yeah. it's not pleasant (laughs) all right well let's start the 2019 year interview with january yes that is a good place to start okay yeah i thought that that would work i thought that'd be a good spot Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i think in january of 2019 i was still catching up with december of 2018 so i didn't see any of the movies that that posted in january yeah Generally, in January and February, I'm catching up with the Oscar-nominated movies, Mm. and as a result, I'm not watching current. But there was one that I think we need to talk about, and that was Glass. Mm -hmm. I had it on my list. Yeah, so that's, you know, M. Night Shyamalan's, the finish of his trilogy between Unbreakable, Split, and then Glass, and and. It was really, really cool the way he did this, and he had it gave us a lot of hype mm-hmm. because none of us had any idea Split was a sequel to Unbreakable until the very last moment. Mm. So, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. I think a lot of people were let down by it, ultimately, but... I, I really wasn't because, you know, I've come to expect slow duration from M. Night Shyamalan. There's a uh, there's a Cards Against Humanity card that I absolutely adore. And it says something along the lines of, you know, that plot twist was the M. Night Shyamalan was nothing. Like that's kind of how a lot of his movies roll where you think this big thing is coming. And then it's like, uh, well, huh. 
<laughs> yeah. He's had a lot of twisty moments. Uh, Unbreakable was one of them. And then this split uh, reveal at the end. But Glass didn't really have that. I didn't feel that there was anything twisty. I was kind of expecting a lot of it to happen or a version of it. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a good ending to the series. I wasn't let down, but a lot of people were. And I just think maybe it was just too much hype. It's like, you can't think up Shyamalan too much. Right. You, know, you got to lower your expectations with him. <laughs> Yeah. And you have awesome. I mean, Mr. Glass is a great character. So much fun. And then um, Bruce Willis, I love his character in this. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I loved his character in Unbreakable a little bit more. But, you know, a rewatch of Unbreakable, like that shit is slower than you even remember it. And you remember it being slow. So um, <laughs> you're like, where's the two times speed on this one? I know, exactly. So this one was faster than that. And I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I think that it's worth watching. I don't think that anybody should take the bad reviews. The bad reviews kind of, to me, felt like people that had higher expectations than they probably should have. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you didn't have any expectations, you would walk away very happy with this movie. And I and I, I pretty much was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not one that I saw and it really wasn't on my list of ones to watch, but maybe I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. There was one other that came out in January that I didn't see, but I really want to see. Uh, and that was On the Basis of Sex about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I forgot about that one entirely. Yeah, I, I would like to see it. I ended up getting to read the biography on her Notorious RBG, which is kind of hilarious in itself. Uh, that book took like over six months to come in from the library. I waited for that one for ever. And it was really like, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed learning about her life more. And because I'm not super into the world of politicking, or even Supreme Court rulings, that kind of stuff, like, it's just not in my, it's just not something I'm all that familiar with. Now, I know a lot of the cases that she's worked on just from working in a human resources standpoint, um, knowing more about employment law and, and anti-discrimination type things. But I really I'd like to see it. I really like Felicity Jones. And I, I'm, I'm very interested to check it out somewhere. So time. Yeah, I'm sure it will be out uh, eventually. And it's kind of more of a younger yeah, days, yeah. from what I understand. Um, so I think it I think it would be a good movie. And I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it. I'm sure it'll be streaming somewhere soon. Yeah, I hope hopefully. so. It may already be. I'll yeah. have to check. Yeah, who knows? We do a lot of research for this show, folks. <laughs> I know. Well, there's a lot of movies. Uh, we have to skip past it's just a just a word of warning. We have to skip past a chunk of movies mm-hmm. because lots of movies come out, you know, two or three a week. And we're not going to talk about 110 movies or whatever. Well, it's, it's and, more uh, than that, because at least the site that I use, I use uh, movieinsider.com to kind of keep track of oh, yeah. everything that comes out. And they put everything out. So not just the major motion pictures, they put out Netflix films and Hulu things and documentaries and weird little indie films that nobody ever sees. So it is a lot of like pick and choosing. But mostly the way we've always done this is, again, the movies we've either seen or the ones that we were interested in seeing but have yet not got around to, but we want to talk about anyway. So yeah, and that's actually gonna it makes it a little bit more difficult this year, because, um, you know, normally we look at theatrical releases. But a lot of movies uh, starting in 2018 are actually being released direct to Netflix or other streaming services. Yeah, I have several. And yeah, and so it's causing problems with us being able to aggregate a list for you. But you know what? Fuck it. We'll just we'll hopefully we'll remember them. This is why we are not professional list. movie reviewers. There's the disclaimer. Yeah. We just talk about what we like and what we don't. And also, we we're not going to go into great detail on ones that we have already covered as an actual movie throughout the year. So several of the ones that are obviously on this list we have already talked about in depth. So we'll just talk about them 
you know. And I don't plan on spoiling anything. I don't think no. that uh, any of my opinions are spoilerific. No. They are so. on the big shows. Yeah, but not on these. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Not on these little ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, February, we got the Lego Movie 2. Mm-hmm. And I loved Lego Movie 1. But I didn't even think about Lego Movie 2. I haven't seen it yet. It's even available streaming for me on HBO, and I haven't seen it. We did go see it. Paul and I went and saw it uh, okay. because we love the Lego Movie so much. We're like, okay, we've got to we've got to go see this. We may have even taken Maddie with us. I'm not sure. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it near as much as the first one by any means. Yeah. Whereas Lego Batman, when that came out a while back, I did enjoy that. So Yeah. I I kind of felt that way about Lego Batman. I mean, I loved Lego Batman, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I was kind of expecting the same punch as the Lego movie, yeah. and I didn't get it, but I've in the past year and a half since I've seen Lego Batman or whenever it came out, I've appreciated it more and more and more and laughed about it more than I ever did the Lego movie, so... You gave me a, um, a portrait of Lego Batman at Comic Palooza this year. I love Lego Batman. <laughs> he's he's awesome. I mean, he's the best part of the Lego movie, like to be frank. Yeah. But, <laughs> all right. So there was another movie in February mm-hmm. that I wanted to discuss that I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> I have two it on was, my list. <laughs> is was it What Men Want? No, because that one was. A, I love Taraji B Henson and like. Anything that she's in, I like, but then, you know, television-wise, but then she gets in these movies and they're terrible. Yeah. And I didn't watch this because What Women Want was a piece of shit, so I assumed What Men Want would also be a piece of shit. I figure What Men Wants is already out in the world, right? Like, do we really need a movie for that? They're not that complex. Yeah, Yeah, I know. (laughs) We just need to look at Twitter. Yeah. So I had a tough time with it. It actually did okay um, on the Metascore. It didn't do terrible, but it, it didn't do well. Right. <laughs> so um, I moved past it. I do want to see it on streaming at some point. But again, What Women Rot was such a piece of shit that I wasn't ready to see the sequel or the revised yeah, version of it. Yeah, I didn't like that one, but I did like What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes because it's got Colin Firth in it and he's just adorable. Do you remember that one? Yeah, completely different movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very different. Yeah. So what did you ha- also have in February? Uh, I had that there was a rom-com with Rebel Wilson and oh, uh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. That's, uh, isn't it romantic? I didn't see it. My sister and, and niece went and saw it and they kind of were like, Meh. but I really do want to see it at some point just because I like Rebel Wilson a lot. Yeah, it's on HBO streaming. So go ahead and watch it. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. And that's the thing. Like, I I grew up like I like romantic comedies when I catch one that I like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't go out of my way to go see them in the theater. It's kind of like your Hallmark obsession. It's like in your house, you know, like if I see it in my house or at my sister's house, like I really, really love it. But I just just don't see myself going to theaters for a lot of rom-coms. So. Yeah, I generally don't go to theaters for rom-coms either. This one I was interested in because it's kind of making fun of rom-coms. Yes. So I thought, oh, that's that's got to be awesome. Um, I did see it, uh, not in the theater. I saw it when it streamed. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was going to pay for it because I wanted to see it that badly. Right. But um, uh, once it was streaming, I watched it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It's a rom-com. You know, it's a rom-com making fun of rom-coms, but it's still a rom-com at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's cute. It likes to make fun of the fact that the people that are living in these rom-coms, you know, are always working like these dead-end jobs, but they live in this like multi-million dollar apartment mm-hmm. in New York City, which I find hilarious. Always. That the love interest is always like a multi-millionaire. That's, that's not any different than like every romance novel I read in 2019. He is a secret billionaire or he's an outright billionaire. She's just trying to make it 
from day to day, you know, it's like, really? When does that happen in real life ever? Yeah, she she makes jewelry or something. She's a butterfly you know? catcher. She sharpens yeah. pencils for a living, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so uh, another one that had a lot of hype was Alita Battle Angel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was redone, but I'm sorry. Those eyes were driving me nuts. I couldn't watch it. And even they actually even had to make her eyes smaller yeah. because it didn't cast well with audience and it still was too big and it bo- they bothered me. I didn't go and see it. Yeah, I didn't either. The eyes bugged me too. Yeah. Um, there's something about seeing a, a human with that kind of uh, deformity that like, it's just, it's just off-putting. Although apparently she's awesome. And apparently the movie was awesome. I, th- I think the, the difference is like in an anime where you're used to seeing the big eyes, it's cartoony, right? Like we, we can see that it's not in proportion and it's not that yeah. creepy. But at least for the trailers on what I saw for this, like they made her look so lifelike and so real but then they put these big giant eyes on her that just makes her look like a cat swallowed her face. Like, it's just like, what is happening? It was really hard for me. And then the perfect hair, too. Like, but everything else about her was real. Mm-hmm. And everything else about the scenes were real. But then these, like, this head was just, it was just off-putting. Okay, the critics agreed with me. They didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But the fans, they really liked it. You know, seven out of ten stars. That's really what's most important, though. I don't ever give a fuck about what critics say. But if the fans like it, I'm usually down to at least, you know, see it or not. So Yeah. So the other thing that came out in February that I didn't see, but I figured you probably would have, is How to Drain- Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Oh, I saw it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw it opening weekend. <laughs> it's my favorite. I don't know what to say. I love How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. I love How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yep. And I love How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Love them all. Yeah, you're the only reason I ever watched the first one. Because you made me sit down and watch it. Oh, God, it was so good. I, I was surprised. So so it was really cute. Uh, he found a little white friend. I don't know what <laughs> she was called. Uh, Bright Fury or something. <laughs> A little white friend. He was. He was. He's completely black. She's completely white. <laughs> Apparently, they get together, and it must be like um, they make a, a shade of gray. Thing. Yeah. No, they don't. They have they have black and white children. Apparently, it's like like dogs. Uh, chimpanzees, yeah. where uh, a chimpanzee with big cheek flaps—that's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Or a mallard duck without the shiny head, that's a girl, you know. Well, the, the shark with two penises is a boy, for sure. <laughs> well, any penis, I think, would probably make it a boy, no? <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. But they have two. <laughs> I don't, we didn't even talk about that during Shark Week, I can, or Shark Month. I cannot believe we didn't talk about two penises. It's bizarre. All sharks have two penises? Well, all male sharks do, yeah. Is it peni? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're called claspers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, then. All Okay. Um, so then, then we go to uh, Medina family's funeral, which I skipped because, you know, I skipped them after the very first one. You know what? I've seen a couple of those, and I, I like them, but, okay, so I saw, what was it? I don't remember which one it was. It's the one that had Rudy Huxtable in it, where she's a hooker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but I saw this one in, like, a therapy group meeting or something they're like we're gonna sit down and watch this movie and i was like all right whatever and the thing about the medea movies especially that one it's like they're funny like they're so so funny 
but they also flip to like rip your heart out emotional kind of crap going on. And so I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't handle, <laughs> I can't yeah, handle I the back end. I can't handle that range of extreme emotions in a movie. Like it just, it's really hard. So I agree. All right. We're in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medea actually was in March. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah, we did a whole episode on Captain Marvel. Yes, and and Captain Hot Pants, which is what we refer to <laughs> Captain Jiva. Tight Pants, I believe. Tight Pants, that was what it yes, was. Yes, yes, Captain Tight Pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I watched that again <laughs> before I went to watch Endgame, and uh, yeah, yeah, pants are still nice and tight, and it's great. <laughs> I did pick up his name earlier in the movie than I had when we covered it. So, because you know, we got to the end and we're like, what the fuck is his name? Like, we gotta go look it up. Like, never, it just wasn't that important. But his name is John Rob. Yeah. But I picked it up earlier in the movie. So I was like, oh, hey, they do say his name. I just wasn't paying attention because of the tight pants. <laughs> we're distracted. Damn Marvel distracting us from important (laughs) things like character names. But you know what? This is, I I like this about Marvel, that they're pretty good at distracting us with hot guys more than here's just a bunch of hot girls for no reason. And, you know, they don't do the booby outfits as as badly as a lot of the other (laughs) superhero franchises do. Exactly. Like the Scarlet Witch Mm -hmm. should be in a much more revealing outfit based on the comic books. Yeah, but but I love that she's not like I love she's basically covered from like neck to toe, but she's still hot. It's amazing. So it doesn't make any sense. And you'd have a tough time. I bet you'd be CGIing boobs to try and make them steal like all the time because if you move around those that shit jiggles Mm -hmm. and there's no mistaking it so you either have to cover them up or you have to cgi them flat and what kind of job is cgiing somebody's boobies flat (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i i and i'd hope they'd be better than uh the mustache removers of justice league well again i think we're looking at the very defining difference between uh marvel and dc on these these cinematic movies that they're putting out dc still deals with some booby issues especially if Zack snyder's involved yeah so uh because wonder woman the movie she was well that's patty jenkins though yeah the armor seemed appropriate Mm. um now yeah i probably wanted a little longer for my taste but you know i'm not an amazonian i don't mind i don't mind the shortness or anything because again her outfit makes sense from a combat perspective right you need the ability to move shin guards and stuff go over her knee but they're flexible like there's it, it wasn't just like, hi, I'm out here in a bikini, like they did in um, Justice League when they put all of the Amazonians in two-piece bathing suits, leaving all of their vital organs exposed. It's like, yo, I get it. You got abs. But I knew you had abs when those were covered. And now you're just going to die because literally every vital organ is white out there. So we have issues with armor on this show. No, but Captain Marvel is awesome because, again, she's got pants. That's nice. Pants are nice when you're flying around. You don't really like Supergirl's skirt. Never really made any sense to me. Like... She has pants now. I know. I saw that in the yeah. uh, crossover we were watching. So, yeah, she was very excited when she got pants. But she also got bangs, and bangs suck. So, well, I think that's an HD thing. As soon as things start getting to like 4K, uh, you notice a lot of people get bangs because they're covering up wrinkles. And whatnot, <laughs> yeah, I've noticed a lot of those things lately. It's like, oh, God, your face is not made for high def. So, okay, speaking of high def. I know. Come, this is this is the show that you come to know and love. That we talk about things that are not have anything to do with the topic. I watched Sharknado. It's about <laughs> time on Hulu with my dad. How'd that go? 
Oh my God, it was so awful. Like, you know, the first one, it felt like, because I've only seen now Sharknado 1, Mm -hmm. and now Sharknado, it's about time. So the first one, they, you know, they leaned in a little bit to the weirdness and obscurity and stupidness of it, Mm -hmm. you know? They're like, yeah, we have sharks on the 405 and coming out of Drainage Ditch in Beverly Hills, but whatever. That was nothing compared to the absurdity and time travelness of Sharknado, it's about time. <laughs> and I mean, it started out where they were fighting dinosaurs and they were riding pterodactyls and all kinds of bullshit. So they just they just jumped right in, yeah. And, and no CGI skill whatsoever. <laughs> I can do the same CGI work, and uh, actually probably a little better mm-hmm. if I get if you gave me some Adobe Creative Suite. Well, you know, we so, are now Twitter friends with the writer of Sharknado. When we did our Sharknado episode back in September, decided to comment on our comments about the movie. Because <laughs> apparently he's still just tracking Sharknado hashtags. I don't know. It was kind of hilarious. So, Yes. So um, in this movie, it became very apparent that 4K is not a friend of Tara Reid, nor oh, God. Ian Zeering, nor, and there was a cameo, Tori Spelling. Holy shit. Uh, Everybody looked awful. Here's the deal. Forget 4K. (laughs) Tara Reid looks awful in real life. And I'm sorry, but I can say that because we've seen her. Like, like, what happened to your face? Looks like it's melted off. Like, oh, poor thing. It's like, step away from the plastic surgeon. He is not your friend. Oh, yeah, we know that. Um, But they also, like, washed it white instead of washed it dark, which usually you do. You make it darker for bad cgi well they made it lighter for bad cgi Uh, that just makes like you look like your nose fell off well it was odd because everybody's eyes looked so red like they'd just been smoking so much pot before they came on the show not saying that they didn't probably were just like you know maybe some visine or some makeup could have kind of taken (laughs) care of that but i i actually think it was that filter it would just it just made reds pop yeah but everybody looked really really high yeah, going through the light, too light a filter, at least from a photography standpoint, always makes everybody's nose disappear. It's very disconcerting. It's like, you look like yeah. Voldemort. Okay, so <laughs> let's get on to, let's get on to movies that actually came out in 2019, although that may have. Probably um, did. Okay, this one, Us. I saw the previews. The previews scared the shit out of me, so I knew I couldn't watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that with most horror movies. Yeah, so I heard about what happens with it. So it was it was kind of a cool story, but the twist wasn't too twisty enough. Right. But it looked scary as shit. Now, uh, with Get Out, I heard from people that were like, it's more of a thriller than it is a horror, so you can see it. And I watched no. it, and it was awesome. Yeah. No, it, was, it wasn't scary. Oh, that's like, good. Yeah, it was more of a thriller, just like they said. So nobody ever said that about us. So <laughs> I have not watched us. So... As far as I'm concerned, since I haven't seen us, it's not as good as Get Out. Well, I'm sure that's just the case in general, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, Get Out was awesome. Again, I didn't see it, it either, so. Oh, man, it's just the previews, PG-13 related previews look too scary for me. Right. So I, I can't handle this show. Nope, not at all. Yeah, sorry, guys. We are not the horror podcast you're looking for. No. But we have lots of horror podcast friends that we can refer you to, so. Okay, the other one that I saw in March that I have not seen, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking I'm going to see, is the Dumbo live action. And now that Disney Plus is here, I can totally do that. You know, they only come out with these live actions to renew their trademark or whatever. Of course. And so 
you know, the first Dumbo had some racist things in it, right? (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Uh, So I'm hoping that shit got cut out. I'm assuming it did. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I'd like to. Um, You know, there's a couple of them that have come out, like Beauty and the Beast and stuff that I just have not gotten around to really seeing, or I haven't seen enough that I'm like, oh my God, I've got to see that. But I did watch the live action Jungle Book that they redid last year. And this uh-huh. year, I finally got around to watching the the live action Pete's Dragon. Now, when I was a kid, I loved Pete's Dragon. Like that was that was my jam. I love that movie so much. So I didn't know for a long time if I was going to be able to to do it. And also, our hunky guy Carl Urban is in it, but he's kind of like a bad guy. So I was like, eh, I don't know. But Bryce Dallas Howard is also in it, and she's very cool. Robert Redford is in it, so which I didn't realize when I was first like, man, I watch. So we watched it, and it. It was really cute. I really liked it. So was it okay? Good. All right. So I think I will sit down probably with my niece and nephew and watch Dumbo. Now Dumbo is one of those that makes you cry. At least makes me cry because um, it's a very sad story and they're very mean to Dumbo's mom. Like they can all just fuck off. Fucking circuses. Yeah, I, I don't remember the cartoon itself, and it really. I mean, I have Disney Plus now, so yeah. it, it's pretty low on the radar. But you know, it's still there. Let's take a quick break, and then we will come back with the rest of the first half of 2019 Annual Movie Review. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. And And we we make make up the Cutaways Cutaways Podcast. We're watching the good, the bad, and the essentials of the romantic comedy genre. So far, we've fallen in love with Cary Grant, met up with our terrible friend, pal Joey, and had the desire to run our fingers through Patrick Dempsey's hair. Join our slumber party for your ears every other week, brought to you in stereo from our blanket fort in Hollywood, California. You can find and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Our digital blanket fort can be found at thecutaways.com. If you are the social butterfly types, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. Bye! Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle Podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a thing to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders, yeah. but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hey, we're back. We're back. We made it through March. Mm-hmm. So now let's uh, take a look at April. And the biggest one in April that I recall is uh, Shazam. That's the biggest one you came out of April with? Hold on. Let me see what else came out in April. <laughs> Try again. Uh, no. Okay. All right. So the biggest one that came out with the first half of April was Shazam. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so... This one, the fanboys were like, what the fuck, when they saw a picture of um, Zachary Levi in the outfit. He's so cute. He's adorable. Mm -hmm. But the outfit, it had fake muscles, and it was just, it was a little ridiculous. It was was very, like, 80s comic book movie. Like, I I actually kind of like that. I didn't see the movie, but I did actually kind of like that about it. 
Yeah. Well, when you see the movie, oh, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It fits right in with the theme of the movie. Now, you know, we all kind of know Shazam a little bit. And um, it's the Captain Marvel that's not Captain Marvel or whatever. Right. It's the Captain Marvel of the DC universe. Exactly. I like Shazam better. I think it sounds better mm-hmm. anyway. Um, I, You know, I think it was good. It's one of the top DC films out there mm-hmm. uh, for superheroes. I mean, if you don't count any of the Christopher Nolan Batmans, of course. But, it, you know, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's in par, maybe not as good as Aquaman. I was pretty happy with it. So uh, we'll definitely have to, to watch that the truth Because we love us some Aquaman. Like, as cheesy as it kind of is, don't care. Still love it. It, it really yeah. could have been two hours of Jason Momoa walking around with like water flying off of his back and no shirt and whatever. And I would have been okay with it. But my four-year-old niece loves Aquaman. I mean, she comes on and she's like, shh, my man's on TV. <laughs> Which is hilarious because she's tiny and four and it's hysterical that she's got a big old lady crush on uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Who doesn't? Join the club. Also, what came out was uh, Pet Cemetery in April, and it was obviously a remake. Yep. Now, the first movie had some problems with it, but I was pretty young when I saw it, yep. and so it was like the ultimate scary movie for me. Yeah. I don't know if they've improved any of those issues yet, but uh, it still creeps me out when I drive past a pet cemetery, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the, like, I used to be a huge, I was hugely into Stephen King. I love the books. I read all the books. I watched a lot of the a lot of the movies, almost all the movies, and that one was ultra creepy. It was really creepy, and there was also, um, and by the way, I highly recommend Colt Forty Five's episode of this <laughs> because they talk about what a terrible like parents these these oh, yeah. these people are. The kid got hit by an eighteen wheeler. You are fucking bad parents. Like, sorry, <laughs> exactly. So one that I saw that came out in April on Netflix, and I think it was perfectly timed to come out right after Captain Marvel was Unicorn Store, and I haven't watched it yet, but it has um, Brie Larson in it, and uh, I really want to. It looks really fascinating. So Yeah, not even on my radar. I have no idea what that movie's about. Um, what do you go, purchase unicorns? or <laughs> She like is, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but it looks cool. So it's got a lot of really pretty pink, funky colors in it, but I think she comes home to like live with her parents and has to get a job, and she finds this job in this unicorn store, and it somehow changes her life. I don't know for sure. It's on Netflix. I'll have to watch it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Also in April was Hellboy. And this is the one where they kind of, I think it was a complete reboot. I did not see it. But David Harbour's in it and I like him. Mm-hmm. But it did not do well at the box office, nor did it do well with any of the critics or anything. So that makes me a little sad. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to go in and replace the Ron Perlman of it all. So Yeah, Ron Pil- Perlman did a great job. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready to talk about the big deal in April? The big show. <laughs> Probably oh, the biggest goodness. show of the year in my world, aside from Star Wars. So, uh, And we're talking about Avengers Endgame. Yes. And I like that movie better and better every time I watch it. But I still cry. Still cry. Yep. Several it's, times. It's on Disney Plus now. Mm-hmm. However, Avengers Infinity Wars. So that's on Netflix. So I have to keep switching from streaming services to watch both of them in a row. Yeah. But you know what? It was good. And we had a big episode on it. And we talked about the Captain America arc, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I still I still like this movie. I still think it was a very good ending to a saga. Yep. I'm agree. I liked it a lot. 
I still cry. Yeah, it, it was good. I, I just can't not describe it any other way than it was the epic movie of the year. We're having a lot of like storylines end this year. Yeah. So maybe 2020 will be a re uh, a rebirth. A re- yes. A rebirth. There you go. Yes. Maybe DC's rebirth. Maybe DC all of a sudden is awesome. <laughs> Do we want to put, put a dollar down on that one towards the end of next year? <laughs> so Wonder Woman is going to come out. Yeah, I don't know that I'm 100%. I don't know. The trailers aren't blowing my skirt up just yet, but maybe it'll get better. So, But it does look yeah. very 1984. It really does. That's cool. I kind of like the 80s theme. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. So, anywho. So, we'll see on All that right. one. All right. Um, Ugly Dolls also came out, which looked cute, but not enough to watch. Right. I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. I think my sister took my niece to go see it. And she she liked it, I guess, you know, but she's four. So I don't really take her movie reviewing skills at their face value there. <laughs> All right. Okay. I know we didn't talk about Endgame enough. Go listen to our episode. That's right. That's and, right. And then, and then you can get like an hour and 45 minutes on it <laughs> if you are so inclined. Same with Captain Marvel. No lie. Those very quickly became our like number one and number two episodes or something right around the Batmans. So they're in our top 10 for sure. Yeah. So it can't forget this movie came out, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I thought that came out in May. Oh, yes. By the way, we're in May We're in May. I was like, okay, did we switch? So, yeah. So let me tell you my story about Detective Pikachu. I did not go and see it at the theaters. However, just a couple months later, I was flying on an airplane with my boss and it was on. And... I was like, I'm going to watch this. So I hoped that he couldn't see that on my business (laughs) trip while he was actually working. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm watching Detective Pikachu. I don't give a shit. I'm flying. I can't get any network up here. I'm just going to enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what? You're you're allowed to break while you're you're flying. I I really liked about it is being able to see the Pokemon in real life. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people were bothered by it, but I thought that they were very well represented. Uh, They didn't have a creepy vibe except for Mr. Mime, who should be creepy. Well, he's creepy anyway, yeah. Exactly. So I really enjoyed seeing that, especially the Bulbasaurs. They were so cute. I have to say, Ryan Reynolds is just a treasure. This guy, he can't even be called a national treasure because he's Canadian, but he is adorable and hilarious and snarky and all that fun stuff so i love that about him in like every role like if he wants to go back and do a serious role i'm like "Uh -uh, uh -uh, you still got to be the plucky comic relief sir there are a lot of movies released in may as there always are did you see tolkien i figured you would like it i did not because i forgot about it because it came out i'm pretty sure the weekend of comic palooza so we were busy (laughs) then my mind was wiped for like a month so we did like six panels this year yeah but no I, i really would like to see it and i really like nicholas holt uh i like him a lot so i'm i'm very interested to to find wherever this is playing and and watch it. It got a pretty good um, score on IMDb. Mm-hmm. I mean, 6.8. Um, yeah, that's not bad. But the meta score wasn't very good. But eh, fuck it. One of the other ones I really wanted to see, but it did not get a chance, was The Hustle with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Because this is like a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but with ladies. Oh, I didn't realize that's what it was. So it's Lady Scoundrels? For Randy? Lady Scoundrels. <laughs> lady Scoundrels. <laughs> Dirty Rotten Ladies? No. <laughs> that sound right. I don't think that's the same kind of film. <laughs> but yeah, they, that one looks really fun. And I like 
fun movies. My favorite movie in May. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. John Wick 3? It was John Wick 3. <laughs> I still have not seen any of these John Wick movies, and I've got to. Oh, okay. That, now you got to watch them just all back to back. I'm going to have to. And then by the end of the time, you'll be so desensitized to violence, you'll just be like, yeah. You know, here's the thing. Violence doesn't bother me. Action movies, violence, that kind of stuff does not bother me. It's, it's like, I can't watch things like just creepy horror movies. Some thrillers that are like too psychological thrillery that just kind of get in your brain and rot. And I can't watch things that have a lot of like abuse or rape or things like that in them too. So those are yeah, those are yeah. just too hard to watch. I don't I don't like it. But John Wick just looks like a fun kind of thing. And there's dogs. I like dogs. Yes. And in John Wick three, Halle Berry was in it, nah. and she had two miniature pinchers. Not miniature, actually full size pinchers. Doberman's. Because now that I think about it, I really want them to be min pins. Um, <laughs> I need to put Daphne in a movie. She's not a men pen, but I think I, she needs to be in a movie. She's got those eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So in addition to Holly Berry being able to kick ass, she would send dogs off to kick ass for her. And it was great. So she's like Mandy in our D&D campaign. She is exactly like Mandy <laughs> in the D&D campaign. I miss that game. We need to play again. Okay, so one of the movies that came out in May, I didn't see until it came out on Redbox. My sister rented it because my oldest niece had seen it at a friend's house and wanted us to watch it with her. And this is Maddie, and Maddie's 12. So she picks up a dog's journey, right? This is the one with the dog that lives multiple lives, and Randy Quaid is in it, and uh, no, excuse me, Dennis Quaid is in it. That would be a totally different movie. Dennis Quaid is in it, and he's awesome. So I don't really know what's going to happen with this movie, but anytime a dog dies, I'm probably going to cry. That's just how it works. And I swear to God, we're sitting here watching this movie. And my sister and I within the first, I don't know, 10 minutes, we have like snot coming like, I mean, this is the big, ugly cry. We're like, we're like, damn allergies. And I turn over and this fucking kid is watching both. She's not watching the movie. She's watching Sarah and I and just got this like gleeful look on her face because we are sobbing our face off. Like, I think you might grow up to be a serial killer because she enjoys watching people like cry ridiculously. Like, <laughs> like she made Paul watch Coco and then she watched Paul instead of the movie. She's like, he's going to cry. I know he's going to cry. Yeah, there it is. And I was just like, what is wrong with you? You're a monster. But <laughs> she's still pretty I cute. I so. cry at Coco. Yeah. Well, yeah. But so a dog's journey, if you are not a crier in movies, um, don't watch this one on a plane because, dear oh, God. Oh, no. Dear no, God. No, no. Uh, dog movies are probably best not served on a plane if you're trying to keep your cries away. Yes, I agree. But it was, it was a, it was a wonderful movie. It was so well done. I guess that there are other, like a dog's purpose, like there's other sequels or prequels or whatever in this. I have not seen any of those. I just went straight to this one. Ugh. Amazing. Okay. So now I have a question. Mm -hmm. Dennis Quaid, how is his acting ability? And the reason why I ask was because he was part of a six-part miniseries on Netflix about the holidays, and he acted like a piece of shit. <laughs> he is not a piece of shit in this movie at all. So, oh, Okay, so either they're able to direct him well, mm -hmm. or they're able to edit because i'm telling you you mean he, he was, was his character was a piece of shit or he was no, acting poorly he was acting poorly hmm. it was cringeworthy like you know high school theater bullshit oh no this one was very good maybe a dog's journey broke him it might i'm <laughs> not kidding it might have he cries in the movie like 12 times so i it was i thought it was really good and honestly i've always really liked dennis quaid in most things 
I'm trying to think of something that I didn't like him in. I really can't. I mean, I'm not like, oh my God, that's great. Like, I'm not a super fan or anything, but no, he did a great job. Like, I thought it was really good. Definitely not high school yeah. theater worthy. Anyway, okay, so let's go to the next one uh, in May. It was Aladdin, the live action Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I could not see this. <laughs> and I think that it wasn't because of the picture with... Um, with the no nipples? W- he had no nipples? Yeah. Or no, he did have... I guess he did have nipples and it freaked people out or something. There was there was a show on Broadway that this is based on and not necessarily based on the movie. So unlike Beauty and the Beast, where it was more like shot-for-shot remake of the cartoon. This is a shot-for-shot remake of the musical, which apparently did very well. But I can't see somebody else being Aladdin. Right. And I have to... It's too difficult for me. So I I just don't have any intention of seeing it. Then the cartoon, Uh, Yeah, yeah, then the cartoon. Yeah, I... Not Aladdin. Not Aladdin. Obviously, Genie. Aladdin, (laughs) anybody can play that. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Again, I was I was really questioning the live actionness of everything. My sister took the kids and they loved it. They loved it. But my my niece and nephew are huge into musicals, singing, dancing, mm-hmm. the whole thing. They are yeah. all over it. Like they love Mary Poppins. They love anything that's gonna randomly break into song. And Aladdin has the best soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Aladdin has a great soundtrack. I'm gonna watch this movie and try and to keep an open mind. And remember that, you know, this isn't based on the cartoon, it's based on the musical. And hopefully that will help me get over the fact because I do love Will Smith. I mean, he's he's good in most things. But he's no Robin Williams. He's well, no, he's no Robin Williams. Um, But you know, Robin Williams can't rap like Will Smith. So it all works out. Yeah. So I ended up buying it for them for Livy's birthday. So maybe I will sit. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus, but I will sit down and watch it at some point, maybe. Um, so that's about it. Yeah. It's just maybe it's too soon. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, now, there was a movie that came out that I got tingles about hearing about. And then it just kind of died and I never heard about it again. It was called Brightburn. Hmm. So it was something like a kid that came from another world like Superman, but instead they became a supervillain. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it wasn't any comic book related thing. Yeah. I don't remember that one even. I, like it never came on my radar. So it'd be might, interesting to look at. Yeah. Apparently it's uh, streaming on stars right now, which I do not have. I so. don't either. Yeah. So another May a movie. There's two other May movies that I saw. I'm sorry. Three other May movies that I saw. Mm-hmm. Good God. I have four on my list. Booksmart was one of the ones that I wanted to see in May. And it was because uh, Olivia Wilde was the producer of, or I'm sorry, producer, director Mm -hmm. of it. And I'm like, I'm all for, oh, support women directors. And then I haven't seen it. This one got like a lot of chatter in our Lady Pod Squad group, like a lot. People really loved it. Uh, I have not seen it yet, but I'm, again. It's on Hulu now. Yeah, I'm always for women supporting women and all that other shit so yeah so and so we'll watch it you know yep. 18 months after it comes yeah, out. yeah of course we're <laughs> giving it the longevity it needs <laughs> yeah um so this one was awesome uh godzilla king of the monsters i know that the new godzillas get a lot of shit but this was a lot of fun this was just monsters just fighting the whole time nice how did it compare yeah. to like kong skull island that kind of thing well it was different yeah 
<laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was Godzilla. It had a little bit more fantastical than Kong School Island even, mm-hmm. but um, but they had the fighting in like real situations in America, so you could kind of see it. I think they fought at one point at a baseball stadium that's really well known. As you do. You know what? I had fun. Good. I had fun. I watched this Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yay. It was awesome. That's all that matters. Okay, this is a movie I did not see. Mm-hmm. Rocket Man. Yep. I was very interested in this one. But again, in May, I had no brain power for movies, so then I shortly forgot about it. But I do want to see it. I like Elton John. He's cool. Yeah, I went and saw Elton John in concert in September. Nice. And my plan was to see Rocket Man before then, and it did not happen. Yeah. So there you go. It happens. Yeah. It has the guy from Kingsman the, as Elton John. And I hear it's more like a musical than it is like a biopic. Yeah. that That's all I know about it. Well, you know, here's the thing. If you're doing the biopic of Elton John, it has to be a musical. Like, there's just not really any way to get around it. So, And why would you want to? But I had one more on my list. And again, I haven't seen it yet. It has been on my Netflix queue for months and months because it's another one that got a lot of, um, again, chatter with the Lady Pod Squad. And this is Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's like Ali Wong and the dad from Fresh Off the Boat. And it looks adorable, so... It is awesome. I'm glad you brought that up because it was one of those direct to Netflix and it's not showing up on my list. Yep. So good. Yeah, it looks really good. I just, I don't get enough like alone time at my house, which sounds weird since I work from home, but like without another dude wandering through the rooms. But no, uh, it looks so cute. So they've got that one on there and there's there's a couple others that are direct to Netflix that I just need time where I can evacuate every person and animal from my house so i can just sit down and binge these things okay so let me sweeten the pot a little for you Mm -hmm. the dad from fresh off the boat Mm -hmm. raps in it (gasps) what yeah oh yeah that's awesome yep so all right well i think we made it to june yes we did yeah so june uh dark phoenix came out and was immediately shut down i never even saw it i i mean it came out for like a week and everybody said it was terrible now i cannot imagine it was more terrible than apocalypse apocalypse was bad yeah and yeah apocalypse was not great well that was that was the thing like like i like um what's her name the one that plays jean gray yeah 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 i uh, like her uh but i didn't like her in apocalypse and i'm having a real hard time wanting to put any effort towards seeing dark phoenix you know as a game of thrones fan i understand because i don't like her (laughs) at all so i've heard from a couple of sources that even though this got shut down really fast that it wasn't as bad as everybody has said Hmm. and so then i'm like well i wouldn't mind watching because i didn't mind apocalypse i did i mean it wasn't great but you know i'll watch it it was just weird So one movie I did see in June, I actually saw a movie in June, The Secret Life of Pets 2. Ah. Now, I loved the first Secret Life of Pets because it was just adorable. And I like I have three dogs, you have two dogs. Like I just imagine that they're doing all this crazy shit while I'm gone all day when in reality, they're probably just sleeping. But uh, it's, it's a really cute movie. And we went with my I went with my sister and my niece and nephew who are two and four and they just adored it. And oh my God, they would not stop quoting lines from this movie for like a month. So my niece would walk by me and she'd just be like, I pooped in a boot. And I'm like, 
I hope not. But uh, <laughs> it's very, very cute. So and it has a lot of things that adults would enjoy more than kids, which I really like that about this kind of generation of kid films that are coming out is that they do have enough to keep the parents entertained. And this one was it was pretty adorable. So recommend. Uh, that's good because the purpose of that movie, right? It should be cute and fun. Yeah, it's kind of like the Minion movies or the, you know, Despicable Me movies where the kids really enjoy them, but there's so much more kind of for the parents that it makes it enjoyable to watch as well, which those movies are hilarious. Yeah. All right. So a bunch of other like second came out, like either reboots in June. Yep. Shaft came out with it, which would be a sequel. Yeah. And I didn't see the first one, but I love Samuel L. Jackson. So I'm going to give it a shout out. Um didn't do too well in the ratings, though. <laughs> right. uh, um, Men in Black International, another one that was a reboot, mm-hmm. came out. And I do love me some Chris Hemsworth. I'm a fan um, of Chris Hemsworth and of Tessa Thompson. Love them together. They're adorable. I didn't see the movies. I've seen all the other Men in Black movies. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if Will Smith's not in him, right. I don't know if I have the... I know. Uh, Funny. Yeah. So that's... Again, maybe he had a cameo. That'd be cool. But I, I didn't see it. Uh, it did not do well in the ratings. Yeah. And then the big one in June was Toy Story 4, mm-hmm. which I heard is incredible, but I have not seen it. I have not seen it. Uh, Toy Story 3 broke me. <laughs> I even watched it again on Disney Plus like a couple weeks ago with my nephew. And it's still just <laughs> one of those kind of things. Yeah. So I did not go back for four. However, my niece and nephew loved it. High praise from my sister. They all enjoyed it very well. And they walk around quoting Forky. Yeah, yeah. Forky's around. I keep seeing him at Disneyland. And I was like, why does everybody have a spork? But whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so that came out. That was probably the most popular one in June. Um, one that I, you know, as a lifelong Beatles fan, I really was interested in yesterday, but I didn't know how I'd feel about it. So I never saw it. It, it was basically the storyline was that this singer songwriter wakes up and nobody's heard of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And so he releases all the Beatles songs as his own. As you would. So. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yep. suckers. It looks cute, but um, uh, not compelling. So that takes us through June. We're going to stop here and start the next episode with July. But before we do, I have to say something to you, and that is happy anniversary, because Yay. it is our five-year podcasting release anniversary. Can you believe that shit? Yeah, if our podcast were a child, they'd be in kindergarten. I know half a decade Creepy. somebody said that to me today and i was like jesus christ we are the grandmas of podcasting what the hell <laughs> i know we know that when we go to meet up any of these meetups we're like we are so much older than you. you and i are not old people like we don't have kids we haven't been beat down but but, but i still when when we walk into the meetups it's like oh okay <laughs> i was the only one here alive in the 70s and sometimes 80s so <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing a new project coming up with a couple of different podcasters that I've met and we're doing a role-playing game that's a cyberpunk game. And uh, so I'm talking, and this game, or I guess the original game design or this book or whatever came out in like 1991. And so my question when we were chatting was like, just out of curiosity, how many of you were alive in 1991? <laughs> And it was like me and one other guy. I was like, oh. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. He, but he, and even that guy was like, well, I was born in 1988. I was like, I was born when Star Wars was born. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Old. Funny. 
But yeah, yeah. so so many things have changed in the in the five years that we've been doing this. It's just kind of kind of bonkers, you know. Yeah, the popularity of podcasts is gone up so much. Oh my god! Because when and we we're not going to take entire credit for it, but you know, I mean, it did come after us, along with a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot of female hosted podcasts, which were not a big thing when we started this. So you're welcome, folks, for all of those exactly. lady podcasters out there. <laughs> On behalf of all lady podcasters, we say you're welcome. That's right. You are <laughs> welcome, sir. Manel, you know, that's the fun thing is I think, you know, you and I have such a, a great friendship and this cool chemistry that gets remarked on like every review we get. That is such great chemistry, which we do. And that's because we're actually friends and uh, were for a, a while <laughs> before we started doing this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of shows come and go, a lot of shows come and like blow up and they're amazing, but they haven't had the longevity. They just yeah. fizzle. And uh, I'm glad we're still here. I'm glad that we are here too. So thank you for being my co-host for five years. Yes. Thank you for being my friend for 12. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. There's that too. There's that too. Right. Yeah. Way, to make, way to make me feel like shit there, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> Never the intent. Never the intent. (laughs) All right. So we also want to remind everybody about our Patreon account that uh, if you like what you're hearing and would like to become a bitch of the something. Yeah, we've got Not Your Basic Bitch. We've got um, a Rockstar Bitch. There's like five of them. There's five different levels or something that you can join at. Even as little as a dollar a month, it really does help us keep the lights on and it gives us these awesome opportunities to go to conventions. We're working on having some live shows in Southern California. So it's going to be awesome. And then if you want to somehow support us and while still getting some additional cool shit, go ahead and check out Frankie and Murr. We've got a link for them on our website. If you don't want to go through the link, you can just go straight to their website. And when you check out, use our code nerdy, N-E-R-D-Y, and you will get 15% off of your entire order. Plus, I think think it's free shipping over $35. So stock up, dude. It's to- it's totally winter time. And I know there are oils for like your own health, mm-hmm. but I spray that shit everywhere because I like to have a nice smell when it's when everyone when I have all the windows shut yeah. right? uh, and the heaters going and stuff like that. And everything feels so stuffy. Yeah, exactly. So I know that's probably not m- most people's intention for it. But I'm like, yeah, it's also a room spray. Maybe so you I'm could thinking. maybe you could like spray it on your I don't know if you guys run like an air conditioner or you spray it on like your air conditioner filter. So it's just filtering air in. Dude, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. So you ready for your internet quote of the day? I am. This is from Twitter at Kenny Collette. I love it when you hand a dog a treat and they're like, thanks. I'll be having this in the other room. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know why they do that, but they you know do. What? Don't take it from me. Don't take it. It's mine. I like how my dogs pretend that they can't hear me yelling at them to please stop barking, please stop barking. But they can hear a cheese wrapper from across the room under a blanket. Like, you're just like, what? Yep. <laughs> we're here exactly. for the cheese. We heard there were cheese. All right. All right. Well, uh, we- catch us on the next episode where we are covering the second half of the 2019 annual movie review. All right. See you next time. Provided by www.bensound.com, and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com.
step away from the plastic surgeon. He is not your friend. 